Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs podcast. It is Monday morning, December 11th, and we're still waiting on the first big move for the Cubs outside of hiring Craig Council. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Delmendo with the day off. He'll be back tomorrow, we believe. Um, listen, we got the we had the Otani hangover over the weekend. The news came out. We did the emergency podcast. We, we were 800 strong in the live chat, the emergency podcast for like an hour. And we finally had to shut it off because I couldn't talk about it anymore. It was just too much. Um, we, there were a lot. Us for that. A lot of people. Uh, I, I think we averaged like 800 people live the whole time. I don't know awesome. what kind of downloads we've had, but we appreciate everybody that joins in the live chat. Best way to enjoy the experience is to subscribe to that CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any shows. You get all the reminders, hit the thumbs up, the like buttons, all those things, five-star reviews. And then if you're listening to us uh, normally in podcast form, we appreciate that too. Good reviews on Spotify or wherever you might be getting uh, your podcast feed from. So today, and if you're hearing screaming, that's not that that is coming from the other studio. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're in Studio B today because Bears is still going on. Bears, really? there. it's getting after over there. after a win. They've gone an hour and twenty two minutes and getting, forced us into the small studio. It's getting heated. Hoax throwing varsity coolers at Carm saying crazy stuff. Herb and <laughs> and Hoger throwing stuff at him. <laughs> Anyways, all right, <laughs> we, we got our own crazy stuff to say. Uh, so the Otani thing happened. If you're living under a rock, ten years, seven hundred million <clears throat> Dodgers made it happen. Yeah, yeah. Getting deferring a bunch of the money, we know all that stuff. Great, he's going to the Dodgers. It's over with. Yep. I had a little time to think about my takes that I had. Uh, when it happened, you know, I, I said right away, nah, $700 million, I'm glad the Cubs didn't do it. Okay? So, and then I thought, am I wrong about that? Should I, should I change, should I flip? Should I pull a Kaplan? Should I pull my buddy Cap? Should I pull a Cap and do a little flipperoo? Yeah. He's going to hate that if he listens to this, but I don't think he does. <laughs> uh, so, so I thought, should I change my mind, right? Mm-hmm. So I put out a poll on Twitter and I said, are you glad? Wish the Cubs had done it. For 700 plus mm-hmm. or glad they didn't do it at 700 plus yeah 3,171 votes on the weekend 24-hour period what do you think the percentages were don't look don't look at the screen I'm, don't I'm, look at your I'm, computer I'm, 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 I'm looking for a, a what percent tweet but a percentage people 
what what percentage of Cubs fans that were following me on Twitter that said were yes. glad glad the Cubs didn't do did it not? for se- yeah. Um, and and what and what was the percentage for ones that are like what, ah, I wish they did what like sixty percent something like that. 70-40? of Cubs fans out of wow. 3,171 votes glad they did not spend 700 plus million dollars. And Gary saying a cap didn't want Otani at 700. Now that was my that was my take originally too. And I'm going to tell you why though because obviously the the third choice for that poll would have been can't it be both? Can't you be disappointed they didn't and still you know. Of course, there can be some mixture, but I was yeah. trying to divide the people and see how yeah, it would go down. The king of division, right? Yeah. I'm a divider. I'm not a, a uniter. Uh, Cody said, "Cody is, you know, he can't stay away." So he's he's saying, "I stand with Omar until the Cubs do something and prove me wrong." Um, well, the way I look at it, and yeah, like you said, you can absolutely be disappointed that they yeah. didn't get him. I don't know. I, I I guess I just look at it from like, and, and you know, I think like. The whole, you know, it's not our money, it's their money. Why should you, you know, why are you happy that someone else didn't spend their money on getting Otani? And listen, the way I look at it is like, it it goes all the way to the top, right? And I'm not saying Tom Ricketts would not have allowed Jed Hoyer to spend that money or to, to, to give that contract. But I think we look at it and it's like what I said on Saturday is like, we have no idea if Shohei Otani would even have given that offer to the Cubs, like accepted that offer from the Cubs, or even worked with them on the contract. It would have been over $700 million I, sure. I would think so. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I'm not saying Ricketts would not have let it happen, but it's also, you know, Jed Hoyer, would he would love to spend all of Tom Ricketts' money. You'd have to assume that, like, as a president of baseball operations, yeah. whose job it is to win games, mm-hmm. I'm sure he would love to spend as much money as Tom Ricketts, would, uh, as Tom Ricketts has, like, every yeah. offseason. It's just not realistic. Uh, that, that that's not how they operate. And again, I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it. It's just like knowing how this front office operates, that that's just not a realistic thing to expect them to just spend big money, big money, big money. Um, again, yeah, like you can, you can be very disappointed in that. And I wouldn't like blame you. Right. Like if you were, right. if you were, didn't like that, I would not blame you for being mad about that. Um, but it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And I'm like trying to find what, we don't know the exact breakdown of it yet, but I'm like seeing, you know, different things about there, different things out there about what it could look like as far as the luxury tax hit and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I don't know how much money on AAV and per year the Cubs are saving, but it was going to be going to be a lot of money. Um, and I don't know, like I'm just kind of talking in circles right now, but it's, I I get <laughs> I get the disappointment and I get the people being angry that it seems like the Cubs keep coming up short. Like I get, I get it. And I don't blame people for feeling that way. I don't know. For the, for the biggest names, they have come up short, yeah. right? Like other than they, we think they got one of the best managers and they've outspent everybody when it comes to manager for 8 million for council. But yeah, they, 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 they have had chances to go and acquire, whether it's Bryce Harper or Carlos Correa or, Shohei Otani, they have missed on some of the big guys that we think they were actually maybe making offers to or at least mm-hmm. in on. Now, I've I've seen everything in the detailing afterwards saying the Cubs weren't even in the top three in this. Here's why I I agree with you that 700, if it had to be 700 for plus for the Cubs, 
I'm okay that they didn't do it. Not because I don't think Otani is worth $700 million. I do. I think mm-hmm. he's worth 700 Not because I don't think the Cubs have $700 million. Yeah. They do. Well, they can afford it. They could have done it. He's the best player in baseball. But you have to face reality. Who are the Cubs? Who have they yeah. shown you that they are? They've shown you that if they were to go crazy and do something like $700 million, which they've never even come close to that, so I don't know what their offer was, but it wasn't cl- it, it wasn't seven hundred million, and they've never been anywhere near it. And he may be the most unique player ever, but I think the odds are in the favor of if they had offered seven fifty, and Otani was like, "I'll take it." The odds are that they would have been a very Otani heavy team, and they we saw how the Hayward contract mm. hampered them at like. A fraction of that price after they won the World Series with them. So what makes us think that they wouldn't do the same thing only more with Otani? If, heaven forbid, at $750 he can't pitch again. Or the bat doesn't play five years from now. I'm not saying they wouldn't have loved the deal for five years. I think they would have. But there's also a chance that they would have given us some really ugly, ugly down years afterwards if it didn't work out now that i hear what i know what somebody's going to say in the chat already they're going to say we just went through that and we didn't have otani so why not go through it with otani i just think the cubs likely would have ventured on the we need to start saving money and cutting corners everywhere because we just gave a guy 700 million Yeah, and who knows how much he allows to be deferred in a contract with the that's right he he might not have done it with the cubs who knows so it could really had he signed with the cubs it could really you know bog down their 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 um you know, the, the the overall money committed, like salary tax purposes. A lot of holes still on right? the team. Um, or luxury tax purposes, I mean. So, I don't know. I Again, like, it's, I see both sides. I, I understand disappointment. And I think a lot of that, again, just comes from the general feeling that the Cubs aren't getting the, the best, best players. Like, even yeah. the Danby Swanson one, I think it worked out. And, like, a year later, we're sitting here, like, that was a great deal. But at the time, it was like, Oh, they got the fourth best shortstop in that shortstop class. Instead of getting Correa or Turner or Bogarts, they got Dansby Swanson. So at the time, like, I get it. It, it. Like it doesn't feel like they're in on, in general, the best free agents. But uh, Otani is like a completely different beast. Too. I know he is. It, but it's, it's just he's also coming off two Tommy Johns and he's gonna be heading into his thirties. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I'm just the poll surprised me. I didn't think seventy three percent of Cubs fans would say afterwards. He went to the Dodgers, seven hundred million. Why not us? Why didn't we spend seven fifty? Instead, seventy three percent said, "Man, I'm glad they didn't go any higher yeah. than that." That's a surprise. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be more even than anything. I, I thought, thought it'd at least be 50-50 of irate Cubs fans. How did we get outbid? We have yeah. the money. You're yeah. you're you're just rolling in wheelbarrows of cash. And the other side of like, well, that's, you know, it's a lot of money and it could hamstring the team moving forward, even though maybe it shouldn't. But anyways. No, I see both sides for sure. Like, I I understand the anger or disappointment. I also understand when people think like, I wouldn't have given him that much money. Like when when people are saying that, okay, like, okay, I get that too. Yeah. You know. Jay Andrews wants us to start calling this Reality Monday. What is it? Do we used to call it like Magic Monday? We used or? to call it uh, Magic, Magic Wand, Wand Monday. Monday. There you go. Uh, Wild Thought Wednesday still could there be coming go. up. Uh, Chris is asking where Cody. Cody just has a, a day off. He took another vacation day to recover from his uh, Tennessee vacation. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he had a rough rocky Saturday. top. He went rocky rocky top and uh, rocky weekend. He had a rough Saturday for sure. He, he did definitely. <laughs> um, so, but it, I am disappointed that he went to the Dodgers. First of all, yeah, and I'm even more disappointed that he's helping him out financially with this deferred money. Yes, and I'm super disappointed to hear and and know that they still may be swooping in on the glass now deal. If that so, the the question of today now is. And yes, it's not that are we live, Barb. Yes, we are live mm-hmm. at one twenty on Monday. Uh, the question is, how do you cure the Otani hangover? If if you as a fan or if you the Cubs were all in and and you were one of those teams waiting to see what Otani was going to do, we were all on hold. We were in that holding pattern over Lake Michigan, just circling over the lake like you're in an airplane, waiting to land, waiting to land, waiting to land. Okay. Otani landed and he landed with the Dodgers mm-hmm. and you got a little bit of a headache this morning. How do you go about fixing it? Well, one of the options, as John Morosi told us, he said maybe the most likely is Glassnow. Well, now Glassnow is also getting a lot of attention from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And Morosi said this morning, Giants are heavy after Glassnow. Dodgers are going heavy after Glassnow. So now the comp, this is, this is the fear of, not being able to convince your team to move forward and convince the other free agents to move forward while Otani was sitting there. Because if at some point you knew you were fourth or fifth in the Otani race, the nice plan would have been able to shift and be like, bang, let's go get that, this guy. Go, yeah. But those free agents don't want to because they know now that this is going to happen. Yeah. The glass now trade market, for instance, is gone up. Teams want them. Would you be yeah. just crushed? Sarah, would you be crushed? Glass now went to the Dodgers. I couldn't take it because they say they're in on Yamamoto. I just want too, someone. They're in on Dylan Cease, apparently. Oh. Or, I just want somebody. I feel like they right. haven't done not the anything. Yeah. yeah. Can we just not um, have the Dodgers piling? I don't know. It's better than the Cardinals piling all these players on, but the Dodgers have Freddie Freeman, <laughs> Mookie Betts, yeah. Shohei Otani. Tyler Glasnow. Hey, maybe they'll be a flop. Maybe Glasnow. Isn't, isn't Bueller back this year? Walker Bueller? He may be. Bueller be back. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm I, correct I about that. I think that is trite. Um, no, it's. They got some players. Yeah. And it's like what we talked about on Saturday. It's like the, um, you know, the Dodgers have been preparing for this offseason for a couple of years now. If you look back at some of the things they've done, the moves they've made, the contracts they've given out, like they have been preparing to spend a lot of money this offseason. Obviously, they've spent a, a lot on Shohei Otani now. Like that's. That is, that is a lot of money they just spent on him. Uh, but they, you know, they are preparing for an offseason where they're going and, and, and going all in. And when it's a team like the Dodgers, who we know is arguably the best run organization in baseball, maybe Atlanta, you know, kind of is up there with them. But, like, I, I look at the Dodgers and, like, that is the model franchise for just having everything going right at the same time like you're making you're you're making the playoffs whatever it is 10 11 years in a row yeah. you're pre, you have all these prospects in the top 100 your farm system and development's great you're you're giving out good contracts like contracts that work out for the most part like Astros Dodgers yeah like that's those teams that's what those guys are doing so I, I mean it's not a surprise that the Dodgers are like looking like a world beater at this point even like without even some of these other guys and, and with still the potential to go get more um yeah, that's that. That's the the model that, and we've talked about it before. Like the Cubs should strive to get to that Dodgers Atlanta level as an organization overall. Will they ever get there? Remains to be seen. But that is the goal: is to to have 
a well-oiled machine up and down the entire organization from ownership to president of baseball operations to GM all the way down to like the bottom low A prospects, right? Have everything going in the right direction at the same time and just be a well-oiled machine. That that's, that's what you want the Cubs to be um, and the Dodgers. So yeah, it, I can like, again, like from a, like Cubs fans, I can understand like looking at it and saying like, damn, how do the Dodgers, how are the Dodgers doing this? How are they getting even right. better and better and better? But it's also like, this is the model that the Cubs should be trying to follow, right? Like the Dodgers are doing this and it sucks for Cubs fans. I, I absolutely, but you also look at it as like, that's what, if, I, you know, if I'm a Cubs fan, I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, this is what I want the Cubs to be is this team that just continues to reload every single off season has all the money they have or spends all the money they need to has a lot of it left over. And, and just again, overall from top to bottom. So well, oiled, well run organization. And they're, they're able to walk away from players that, you just don't it's it's like the Patriots in football, right? Mm-hmm. Like they always they always held on to Tom Brady, but they were able to walk away from this guy or that guy. And you know, and it's like they let Bellinger go when he was, you know, struggling. They who who's the shortstop they let go. But they they just they yeah. right, they cycle through guys and it seems like it doesn't matter because Freddie Freeman comes in and then you go and all of a sudden you've got another star player coming yeah. in. Now you got Otani cycling in. So what about, um, let's focus on the pitching staff, right? Because we know they've got to they've got to add some arms. Stroman's not coming back. You, you have to replace at least Stroman's innings, even though he was inconsistent. So the one name has been Glass now, one year. It also makes sense for the Dodgers because Otani's not going to pitch this year. So they could have him for one year and then he hits free agency. But what about Jordan Montgomery, who's... You know, reportedly talking to the Red Sox and Yankees, maybe looking at a five-year deal. Who would Jordan Montgomery be? He doesn't have the hit. Yeah. He doesn't have the swing and miss that Glass now has, Mm-mm. but he's a pretty good pitcher, and he was pretty good in the postseason yeah. too. Yeah, and like, and this is something we talked about too. When um, I think we talked about it when the Soto thing happened last week. It's just like that was a big bat that went off the board. Obviously, now Shohei's off the board. There are still ways to improve this team. Um, this offseason, I, I, it's going to be tough to get <laughs> to get to World Series aspirations or World Series expectations. But I thought I always thought that was a long shot anyway to really improve the team that much in one offseason. Um, and again, that's that's another thing that I'm sure fans don't want to hear. And I don't blame them for not wanting to sit through another year where will they or won't they make the playoff kind of thing. Like fans should expect the Cubs to have World Series expectations every year. Like I, I get that. So I understand the disappointment in that. Um, but yeah, just going back, like there are ways to improve this ball club this offseason. If you're looking at the pitching side, like you've mentioned, Montgomery and, and those guys, Blake Snell's out there. Um, and then the trade market, Glasnow. I don't know if I see the Cubs. Bieber. Act, <laughs> Bieber's there, and, and Bieber could be part of a bigger package with the Guardians. And I, you know, I don't know if Dylan Cease or Corbin Burns are actually realistic for the Cubs, but like those are obviously two names on the market or potentially on the market. Um there are, there are ways to, at least the, the, the rotation and, and pitching staff-wise, there are ways to, and we haven't even talked about, like, Imanaga, who's just kind of fallen off the radar. We haven't really heard anything about him. Well, it was another name that was mentioned, like, right along with Otani. Yeah. Like, they're also interested in him, so. Yeah. Like, Yamamoto's out there, and I, you know, I, don't, like, I know he is one of the best or um, most sought-after free agent starting pitchers, for sure. I think he may be the most sought-after free agent starting pitcher right now. So I don't know what the Cubs shots are getting him are, but like, like my overall point is there are ways to 
make this a better ball club, be a better team in 2024 than they were in 2023. And especially if we're talking about the, the rotation itself, will, will they have world series expectations? I find that even harder to believe now than I did a week ago, but um, you know, we saw it with the Diamondbacks, right? Like uh, Diamondbacks weren't World Series expectations going into the going into this no. past season, and they made the run. They, you know, Dodgers they, they weren't were, in the World right Series, right? There, right. So I, I don't know. I, I yes, you know, a, a Cubs fan wants the Cubs to get all the best players, right? Again, I, I, I've said it. The front office would, would love to get all the best players if they had the budget for it. They don't, but there are still ways to get good impact talent on this team and improve the ball club from what it was last year. It's not going to be easy, but they got. I mean, they they stayed under the luxury tax for a reason this last year. Yeah, to be able to go out and spend some money and potentially go over the luxury tax if they see fit. We'll see if, if that how that turns out. But it's it, gonna it's gonna be like it's just gonna be hard, right? It's gonna be hard to to. It would be hard to get this team to World Series caliber contender in one off season. I expect it to maybe go on till next winter. But they can definitely improve the team in, in different ways this year than what it was last year. World Series contender on paper, right? Like, yeah. like you said, the Diamondbacks have shown us that if you get close or you get in, you just never know. Um, but they need to at least put themselves into favor to get into the postseason. Right last year, I don't yeah. think they were a team you looked at and said, "Okay, I would star this team as let's pencil them in as a postseason team." If they don't have a ton of injuries, let's mark them down as a postseason team. Never thought that. I don't think too many people nationally thought that about the Cubs. Mm-hmm. This off season, to me, should be about making sure that when all the national people are putting together their list of postseason teams, like this team's a lock, this team's going to get in. The Cubs need to be in that mix. Yeah. They need to be in that mix. So whether that means spending. Obviously, it's not going to be seven hundred million. It's probably not going to be five hundred million. Start going lower than that, but let's let's still make it a high number. And you may have to part with a few of those prospects because a lot of the ways we're starting to talk about for improving the team, some of them are. It, I, I I see the scenario where they're going to trade a few prospects becoming more and more likely. Yeah, no, I I agree. Not with that. that it wasn't ever. You know, a long shot. I don't think it was ever a long shot that they were going to do it, but I think there are some players that um, some of the prospects you like probably won't uh, be part of the team moving into spring training, but we'll see. Um, we are going to talk a little Yamamoto for some interesting reasons coming up, but I want to tell you about Empire today. You shop at home convenience, the right products for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. And listen, they've got a lot of different things that make them great. One of them is the virtual floor designer. Great, great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. You just snap a picture with your phone and instantly you can see how new floors will look in your room. Uh, you can go to the big box store and look for your flooring, whether it's that uh, premium vinyl flooring or maybe you're looking for laminate flooring. Maybe you're looking for hardwood floors. Maybe you're looking for uh, new carpet for the living room. Listen. They've got it all. You can go to the big box store, but the person that's going to be helping you, you can't guarantee they know what they're talking about. That's that's just a fact. Like Empire, all they do is flooring, and they take all of the bad samples that are out there on the market. It's, it's like the Cubs going through free agency right now, right? 
Empire goes through their their free agent carpets and they go, all right, here's who this is who's on the market. Well, we know these 10 are busts and they take them off the table so you can't make a horrible decision and they leave you only with the good players to choose from. Now, that's the kind of deal I like. I love the virtual uh, design thing. So go ahead and schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. $350 off. Yeah. Even the Dodgers didn't get that. Yeah, and after you do all that, you also need to go check out Midtown Athletic Club. Midtown, one of the best gyms I've ever been to. It's so nice. We went a couple weeks ago. We actually... On Instagram, I saw it today. Uh, a, a video, like uh, some of our content that we uh-huh. filmed over there. Yeah, great video, but it also like was a good reminder of how. Yeah. Can I can I get an invite yeah. to round two? Yeah, because I saw the pictures, and I I once belonged to a very nice gym in Chicago. Doesn't look that nice. No, doesn't look that no, nice. It and and it, I guarantee you, it's more expensive than that too. Yeah, and actually, it's not even just Chicago because Midtown's got That's four right. Chicago land yeah. locations. Look me up in Palatine. Let's do a little tennis there, Carm. <laughs> Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the north shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. And actually, Midtown Palatine has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. Listeners can lock in favorable rates if they join before the end of the year. There's something at the clubs for everyone, whether you're single without kids like me, you got a family and kids like Luke. If you're looking for to make lifestyle changes or you're looking for holistic wellness, they got something at the club for everyone. Midtown Chicago is the nicest fitness club I've ever been to. It's got uh, some cool features in, at the club. Let me tell you about some of them. Super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities. Amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs. A collection of boutique fitness studios with more than 100 classes per week included in the membership. And they're not just gym quality. The spaces are boutique quality. They also got the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor and outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis courts. USTA professional quality all the way. So head over to midtown.com slash CHGO to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Uh, Midwest Rippin in the live chat is correct, says Cubs overachieved last year, didn't make the playoffs, and so far got worse in the offseason. I think you're right about at least part of that. I think... They have gotten worse in the offseason, but they don't play any games right now, so it doesn't matter. I don't know if they overachieved last year. Some players certainly exceeded expectations. My expectation for that team was that they should have gotten into the postseason. They fell short of that. So, But, I I mean, on paper, they don't have Bellinger. They don't have Stroman and some other pieces. So, yeah, obviously a lot of teams currently right now with the offseason not finished – are not as good as they were last year. Now, the Dodgers, you look at them and probably say, okay, the Dodgers are probably better than they were last year. But we'll see. Uh, one thing I know, and you can be mad at them. It's okay to be mad at the Cubs that they haven't yeah. done anything big yet. So we'll talk. I'll give you an, an either or, or would you rather, if you will, in a minute. I am curious about the whole John Morosi thing, who was yeah. nice, enough, nice enough to be on our show uh, from Nashville last week. And... You know, he tweet right as we get home, he starts tweeting about the o, the Otani stuff. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted out, um, Otani hasn't made a decision because there was one person putting out, he's picked the Blue Jays. Yeah. Somebody tweeted out, he's picked the Blue Jays. I believe it was a Dodgers reporter. Someone from LA, I think. Yeah, and a, a Dodgers yeah. reporter tweeted out, he picked the Blue Jays. Uh, then 
Morosi tweeted out, he hasn't signed a contract. He's flying to Toronto today. Okay. People were all over Morosi. When then he he finally went out and well, then it ended up being the the Robert from Shark Tank. I right, right. right. It was a di- it was a different <laughs> private airplane. And some of the other reporters, after about an hour or so, were like, "Nope, he's in L- he's in L.A. He's in yeah. Southern California." Uh, and then Morosi went and posted, you know, today I posted reporting that included inaccurate information that Otani was traveling to Toronto. I regret the mistake. Apologize to baseball fans. They were deeply sorry for letting you down. Now, here's what, this is why I'm going to tell you to make sure you're still following John Morosi. And it's not because he came on our show, okay? It's because he was wrong about something and he didn't hide behind it. Like you will, there are so many people in our industry right now and that will just spitball information at the walls and, and act as if it's fact and then run the other direction when it doesn't happen or just turn the shoulder. Listen, he thought he was on the plane. He got information from somebody that was wrong. When he found out what he had put out there was wrong, he pinned it on his Twitter. He didn't just tweet it. He pinned it to the top of his Twitter. So it's there for a long time. And then he came on MLB network today and he was talking about Yamamoto and he said, Yamamoto is meeting with the Yankees today. I can't say what form of transportation he's taking because maybe that's <laughs> not my strength. Like he joked about it. He admitted he was wrong. Guys, if you haven't made a mistake at your job, yeah. do you know how many things he has to put out there? How much misinformation is out there and how much stuff he has to weed through? It's why when I see a tweet, I almost always wait to see the second tweet or confirm it myself or whatever it might be. It's a dangerous business. Most people forget about it the next day. For whatever reason, he's getting hammered by people and I just don't understand it. He's probably, I would say Passan and Morosi are the the two guys I trust more than anybody Mm -hmm. in almost any sport. In any sport. Adam yeah. Schefter would be the third. Those three guys are the three that I trust. And it doesn't mean they've never been wrong. Yeah, I think you throw Rosenthal in there too. Rosenthal too. Um, but he was wrong last week. Yeah, but yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it was something smaller. And he's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, he also... I think Because that's, a lot of stuff is is secondhand information, firsthand information coming yeah. from secondhand information. Yeah. It's just, it's not all fact. Unless you yeah. get it from the player's mouth. No, I, I like, listen, like, Morosi, in a way, I think he like you know maybe deserved the criticism when it first happened, just because he you know he was wrong, right? Sure. Wrong. If, if you're in but Toronto, he, I can see people being mad at John Morosi but, for like 24 hours. But to go out and you know put out there like I had wrong information, I apologize, I'm sorry to the baseball world. Sure. Like, he, I don't see why that's not enough. I don't see why because like you said, they are. There are other reporters that go out and put information, or even not even just reporters, just whoever it is, put out information, spread it wide, and then they're wrong and don't, you know, n- nothing nothing comes from it, right? And there's never any, um, n- not a whole lot of retraction or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, it's kind of just let it go. You're selling toilets at Home Depot and, and you say to somebody, oh, that comes in two sizes. And then the person leaves and you, you go up and you look at the sign and go, oops, they no longer, they no longer yeah. manufacture that. I was wrong about that. Yeah. Well, how about it's you? a little no, less prof- just, high profile? I think I think the I think Morosi 
being upfront, apologizing. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much longer after the uh, original tweet was that he came out with the apology. But um, you know, to go out, put it out there like I was wrong. I got. I, I reported bad information. Whatever it was. I to me that should be enough. That should be enough. To be like okay, you know, you, you got you got the criticism right. that happened. You apologize for it. Move on. I we both believe in the rules of journalism. Now they're not as black and white as they used to be, right? But John Morosi is a guy that follows the rules of journalism. Barb's talking about guys are making up false stories and keep their jobs. That's not what this was. No. Do I think that's out on Twitter? I 100% think that's out on Twitter from people that have credentials and are considered journalists. He's not one of those guys. He got a little piece of information wrong. He was right. They hadn't signed with. He got information that the guy was on the plane. He wasn't on the plane. Simple. Let's yeah. yell at all the 18-year-olds on social media that put out fake news every single day about the dumbest things, and nobody yeah. yells at those people. There's just so much fake news out let's there. Let's yell at the credible journalists that just sometimes make a mistake. I, like, I like to joke on the show that the number one rule of journalism when I started was don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, right? That, yeah. But it's a joke. Like, I'm not... I have never, I have never pulled or known anybody that has pulled the, um, who's the, the sideline reporter that admitted she was making up reports. Oh, um, I don't remember. Oh, she's on the Amazon just, Prime. It, it just happened the other day. Yeah. She's on the Amazon prime Thursday. Blonde hair. I don't remember her name. Oh, I can't. Carissa Thompson. Carissa Thompson. Is that it? Is that it? Yep. Yep. She admitted that she was making up coach information when the coach wouldn't talk to her. Yada, yada, yada. There are like, there are like 10, 15 people I can, more than that, well, I, that just, I can go out there and say, there's no way this person has ever done that. John Morosi's one. Well, that, that's, I think that's, that's it is like, this isn't John Morosi going out and putting out bad, like putting out, just, just making no, up things. It's just an error. It's an error. It is an error in, in reporting, got some inaccurate information and put it out there. And, and again, he apologized. Like for me, that's enough. He, he has enough credibility in my mind that he made the mistake he owned up to it. Okay, like move on. Like, like, like you make, like you said, like everyone makes mistakes at their jobs. Sometimes. We all do. If you, can, if you can own up to it and be better for it, then you know you get another chance. In my book, I he again, didn't, he, he didn't has, hide from it. Somebody, he has enough credibility yes. in my head that in my mind that you know. Again, he got the criticism. He apologized. Move on. He he was on MLB Network today talking about Yamamoto saying he was meeting with the Yankees today. Red Sox and Giants interested for it. Exactly what you're saying. Do I believe the, that report? I do. I do because of who he is now. And I, and somebody on Twitter said, well, this is going to follow him forever. You're, you should be disgraced. Come on. You're like, if you're first letting, of all, what yeah. are we talking about? We're talking about a baseball signing. Get over it. I think if you're letting that affect your um, opinion of John Morosi forever, then that's on you. Yeah, Not on him. <laughs> that's a good call. No. So uh, as for Yamamoto, and he said the Red Sox, first of all, those are deep pockets, right? Yankees, Red Sox, Giants, three deep pockets. And so in the chat, Gary was saying um, the Cubs are going to be out. They're, they're not going to be able to pull in Yamamoto. Uh, met with the Giants yesterday, meeting with the Yankees today. And so I ask you this question. In a hypothetical world, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the Cubs and you're spending... 300 million, because we've heard the number 300 million attached to two players. Would you rather have Bellinger for 300 or Yamamoto for 300? Now, Cody and Morosi were saying maybe Bellinger won't cost that, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe because because of the small sample size for the success after the failure, maybe he won't cost three hundred million. Yeah. Maybe Yamamoto won't. But I'm just saying, if you could have either guy for three hundred million, and you're the Cubs, which dream would you rather land here in the next week? I. Well, to kind of that's off, interesting. Off the Morosi, you mentioned Cody and Morosi when we talked to John Morosi on our show the other day. He actually said that he believes, like a lot of teams will have kind of I forgot the exact wording, but it was kind of like would have trouble giving him two hundred million hesitation. Right? Like, hesitation. Be, yeah, be hesitant to do that, and, but you know it also only takes one to be willing to go that high. You know, mm-hmm. um, for three hundred million between Yamamoto and. Or Cody as long Bellinger. as it's the same contract. If it's not Whatever 300, like Gary's is. saying, no, neither neither for 300, just like some people were out on Otani. If the number's yeah. 250, if and and that's the number for either guy. If you can only land one of those fish, who would you rather yeah. have? I, I think it's Yamamoto for me. I think I think the pitching is is very important for the Cubs because when we looked at it, and, and, and don't get me wrong, like the lineup obviously took a hit when now that Bellinger's gone. Like just to get Ballinger back, you still have to improve the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so not having Cody is obviously a, a hit to the lineup. But when we looked at this rotation a few months ago, right, it didn't look like a playoff caliber rotation. Like Justin Steele, top five in Cy Young voting. Like Kyle Hendricks was pitching well. Stroman, who knows if what he would have been able to do had they got to the playoffs, right? Um, but it didn't feel like a a group that was going to have a ton of success in the playoffs had they made it. Mm-hmm. Yamamoto, and I, I, I get it, he's never played MLB, right? He's never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. Steal Yamamoto Hendricks. But there, but there's a yeah, there's a reason why so many teams are after him. Um, Brendan's broke down the whole like all his stuff in, in a previous episode, and I don't you know I won't rehash it because honestly I don't. So did Lance <laughs> Prostowski for us? Yeah. He said it might take a little while for him to adjust to the majors. But I think. Well, is he 25 years old? He's a potential ace. Like to have him at the top of your rotation with Justin Steele, I think that is a very good one-two punch right there. Um, lo- would love to have Cody Bellinger back. Obviously, like, yeah. he improves the lineup from where it is I'd now. Like have, I'd like to have both. That's yeah. the way I'd like to solve not getting Otani. Absolutely. But I don't know. Absolutely, but if you're choosing one and the same contract, you're choosing one of those guys. I think for me, the pitching would be. Key, um, you know, it's kind of like what we talked about last year. What they they got when they got Swanson, they put him and Nico up the middle. Like they had really, or they at least on paper, really, really yeah. good defender. They have three gold glovers out there, right? Like say is not, you know, I, he's no slouch in right field. They might have Pete or Armstrong coming up, who could provide gold glove caliber defense in center field. Like it should be a defense that is really beneficial to the, to the pitching staff. Like it can really, really help the pitching staff. So if you're, if you're relying on defense and pitching and I, I don't know that, you know, would it be great to have a lot more offense uh, in this lineup compared to what it was last year for sure. But it is still a roster that looks as though run prevention may be its calling card. And so to you, if that is, you know, facts, then you obviously want a potential ace versus yeah i don't know i, I it's like you said you'd it's rather inter- have both it's interesting because in some ways even though one's a pitcher and one's an everyday player they're similar right yeah. they're, they're not that far off in age they both have something that might make you hesitate just a little bit like bellinger's 
downswing before he got better with the Cubs last year. That that makes you hesitate a little bit, right? On the other side, Yamamoto, we haven't seen him in the big leagues. We saw him at the World Baseball Classic. He was spectacular. He was spectacular. Yeah. Um, so, but they both, as does almost every free agent, they all give you a little bit of hesitation about yeah. something, right? It, you're, you're always going to hesitate maybe about something. If, if the yeah. number were Dansby Swanson's seven for 177, boy, I don't know. I, 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 I would lean opposite you. I would lean the everyday player. You'd go Ballinger. So I think I would go Bellinger because I think at the very at the very worst, if you have Bellinger, he solves your problem at first base and gives you the left-handed bat. And I think that the pitcher thing is maybe more likely to be solved with some of their prospects, Kate Horton, et cetera, and also maybe more likely to be solved in the trade route, whether that's Glass mm -hmm. now for a year or Bieber or whoever it might be. I think they have more ways to replace the pitching problem in Strowman than they do figuring out Bellinger. I, I think if they lose Bellinger, it's going to be real tricky. Now, it doesn't guarantee that if you sign him, he's going to give you what he gave you last year. Yeah. But if, if he were to give you what he gave you last year, he was the most valuable guy in the team. Yeah. No, yeah. And like I'm saying, like this, this lineup compared to what it was – in September is obviously going to be. It's obviously right now worse off without Cody Bellinger in it. Mm -hmm. Adding Cody Bellinger improves it, improves it to you know where they kind of left off. And I don't know. I you mentioned pitching may might be taken care of by the prospects. I don't. I just don't know how much you can rely on it. Like Ben Brown was a guy that we talked about preseason last year that he'd impact the team at some point this year. He had injuries, he had ineffectiveness, and he never made his debut, right? Like, right. I, Kate Horton, you never really know what's going to happen this year. I mean, don't. We all we all really believe in Kate Horton, don't get me wrong, but you don't know if he's going to impact this team at all this year. Like, you, you just don't know that for sure. So, And it's something that I've talked about. Like, prospects are just that. Like, they're prospects, and you don't know what they'll be able to do when they do get to the major league level. Like, I'm looking at Hayden Wisniewski, right? His September 2022 was awesome. And then last year he had very real struggles. Like throughout the season, you, you could see where he had his very real struggles. And he's not as high of a prospect as like Kate Horton is or even Ben Brown is. But it's tough to want to go into next season relying on your in-house options and just prospects that may or may not have a real impact on your team. That's why I'd go with Yamamoto myself. I mean, you mentioned Bellinger. He, does, I mean, he obviously has his concerns. There's things we've heard that like teams are concerned with as far as just, like his underlying numbers go. Um, who knows whether this the one year last year is going to be the norm, or if that's going to be a little bit more, oh. or if he's going to decline. Right? You don't, you don't know. So, I don't know. I, I, you'd love to have both, as you said. Yeah. But for me, I think I'm. I wouldn't be upset with either. I think Let's I would put lean it that way. Yeah, I think I would lean Yamamoto though. Just. Um, as far as I, I think pitching is, is really important for this team, obviously. Well, obviously offenses too, don't get me wrong. But I think if I'm choosing Too between those holes. two, I'm choosing between those two at the same price, even though I don't think it will be the same price. If I am choosing between those two at the same price, I'd, pro I'd lean, I think, Yamamoto. Um, Chris, with a super chat, 499, saying, would you guys be interested in Castellanos as a DH candidate, or would you not like the contract because this would be a trade? 
that's interesting. Uh, J.D. Martinez is another name that's coming up, too, because the Dodgers now have Otani as their D.H. Um, Castellanos? I don't, I don't. It's $20 million a year for Castellanos. I don't know. Sure. I, that, sure. I mean, I, again, I'm looking for a couple left-handed bats. At least yeah. one. And, you know, if that's just Bellinger coming back, I still don't think they had enough from the left side. So, um, that's, uh, I mean, if we're talking about DH only, I mean, he had a 109 WRC plus. Well, there's last nowhere year. else to play him. He was a one. He would be a DH. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I guess depending on what you'd have to, I would like to see what like a potential trade package would be for a guy like Nick Castellanos. I don't think the Phillies are shopping him. You know, mm-hmm. they're 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 still trying to make a World Series run here. Yeah. Um. So I don't think they'd be shopping him, but I don't know. I I would like to see before I. I mean, he's obviously he he's beloved in Chicago for like two months of of play. Um. He had a 109 WRC plus last year, which is down significantly from where he was in 2021. His last year with Cincinnati. Um, he was a one more one F four player. I don't know. I, I would have to see what what the Phillies would be asking in return for him before I can say I would. Like, if it's a, if it's a if it's costing you some of your top prospects, well, I'd say no. no. Yeah, yeah, it's but, because there's too many. It's yeah. too easy to fill the DH role. Yeah, I mean, worst case scenario, they're they're talking about how he has to play every day, and they want him at a position, Christopher Morel. But worst case scenario, Morel's your DH, and I'm pretty happy with that. So yeah, I mean, Morel at DH for what he's getting paid versus Castellanos for I wouldn't give up a ton to fill the DH role. Trade. Yeah, I unless think. the DH role were Shohei be, Otani. That would different be a, story. That would be a. Uh, I think I think off the bat, like just just right now, thinking about, it, I'd probably go no for Castellanos. He'd be great. Yeah. Obviously, he's he's a good hitter and. He, he loves Chicago. People love him. And, and I like, just don't. I, I wonder, I I wonder how we do more than what you yeah. need to bring. Yeah. Slick Nick back. Uh, hey, guys, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind. You know, we, we got to worry about the health of the planet for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yeah. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs. And, and as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow, whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. I wish I had a whole fleet of shipping trucks, but I don't at the moment. So if somebody's out there, they own a business, they've got this fleet of shipping trucks that they're, you know, they got trying to save a little money somewhere and help the, the uh, you know, the world. What do they do, Ryan? Well, they should go to gomed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to gomed.com slash clean. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I was busy reading the live YouTube chat here at CHGO Cubs, and I wasn't paying attention like I should have been. Did you say gomed.com slash clean? Absolutely. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Very nice. Uh, I saw that we posted on our Instagram, I think, that it was 50. Was it Instagram or Twitter? I think it was our Instagram today at CHGO Sports. 50 years ago today, the Cubs traded Ron Santo to the White Sox for Steve Stone. Uh, First of all, a lot of names that Cubs fans love in that, right? Mm-hmm. Santo was not happy about going to the White Sox. Steve Stone came here, became a broadcaster, ended up back with the White Sox. 
it's funny how much big name broadcasters have actually flipped between the two franchises with Harry Carey being in the mix and now Len Len Casper being in the mix. Um, I mean, those are four, those are four of the biggest names in Cubs broad. If you were making a Mount Rushmore of Cubs broadcasters, Santos, Stone, and Casper very well could be in that mix. At least yeah. two. At least two. And one might have an argument and would have the argument to be, you know, still in the mix. It's an interesting 50 years ago. That's hard to believe it's been that long. Yeah. No, it's uh, obviously that was well before I was born. Yeah. It yeah. uh, wasn't even a thought. Yeah. No, I, my, my parents were, were my parents even born by that. I have no idea. But oh, no, it's uh, obviously Ron Sano's beloved in Chicago. Um, oh no, he dropped yeah. the ball. He dropped the ball. He, uh, you talk about the Mount Rushmore, and I, you know, you're looking at it as you got Pat Hughes there, you got Harry Carey there. I mean, Harry Carey's Harry Carey's on number one on the list, and Brickhouse has to be those two have to be on there. So if you want to put Santos, Stone, Casper, Hughes, well, I think Pat Hughes, Pat my, Hughes I think Pat would be Hughes, my third, probably third. And then you have, but then then you have room for Santo Stone. You have a solid mix of of. I would say it's Ron Santo over Steve Stone. Lloyd Lloyd Pettit, yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyways, no, I, I was just I, I, no, fifty I, years ago today. Who would that, have thought that that ended up being a big broadcasting trade? I think that's a, yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. I think that's also like a good thought experiment for like your taste in broadcasters, right? Like, do you like the Homerism of Ron Santo or not? The you, Santo or stone one is a hundred percent that. Yeah. yeah. Like Len Casper, I, like we said, Casper is obviously a bit, was a great broadcaster for the Cubs. Was he a huge Homer? Like not really. So like it depends on your taste, I think in, uh, in broadcasting too. You're right. If you could bring one back, obviously you can't, but if you could bring one back to be a part of a Cubs broadcast for one day, would you rather hear Ron Sano one more time with Pat Hughes or would you rather hear Steve Stone doing a game with whoever? Mm-hmm. You know, It's a good thought experiment. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly would, my personality, I would lead to Ron Sano because Pat and Ron were so funny. And it, I know what you're saying. Like, they were a perfect mix because Pat Hughes didn't miss any, wasn't missing any detail and Ron Santo was missing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was missing all the details, but he was the passion and the excitement and the former player, all that stuff put together. So, yeah, no, that's, uh, I probably agree that, you know, as far as like radio, like growing up for me was Pat and Ron and Ron Santo, yeah. of course. Um, but I mean, even, you know, Len Casper was around for a while when I kind of really started getting into baseball in my young age on, on TV. So that's, yeah, that's a tough one for me too. Like I, wow. I, I may lean Ron, but like Len Casper was obviously a big part of me getting into baseball a long time ago. So Fernando says he preferred not to listen to Sano. There are definitely people that are like that. That's They're just saying, like, yeah. you know what? I, I like my baseball serious. It's your taste. It's your taste and, and what you want from your broadcasters. A hundred percent. Clark says, guys, Luke and Ryan, I love this show. Watch every day. Wanted to know an opinion on Josh Naylor from the Cleveland Guardians. I was wondering thoughts. I heard he could be traded. What do you think, Ryan? Got well, to fix yeah, that, that somehow. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, rumors that we've heard. Um, Josh Naylor is a really intriguing player. I mean, look, he, his career, he's, you know, he, he debuted in 2019. Um, his career, he just keeps kind of going up. Like, every year. Like, look at, look at his WRC+. How old Plus. is he? Uh, he is 26. 
So still okay. pretty young. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's barely arbitration eligible this year. So you'd have three more years of control for him, I, I believe. Um, or maybe two more, something like that. Um, he, uh, you know, he, you look at the last three years, he had a 93 WRC plus in 21, 119 in 2022, and then 128 in 2023. I mean, uh, if you watch Josh now, he's a, like, he's a very intense competitor. Uh-huh. He's a good hitter, slugger. I mean, he had, um, you know, he, he didn't, his power numbers weren't amazing this year. He, he had 17 home runs, uh, but only in 121 games. Um, like he, I think he would be a, definitely an intriguing trade candidate. We have heard rumors like whether it's Shane Bieber or Emmanuel Class A or Josh Naylor or even Jose Ramirez. There's been like rumblings. I don't know. Well, that's the one Cody's I, been. Cody's been banging that drum for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know why they would get rid of him, but if they do, I'd be willing to give up serious. Yeah, prospects. As I'm saying, I don't know how serious that mm-hmm. is, but there have been rumors and, and rumblings about some of these guys and Josh Naylor. Um, you know, I'm trying to look for his defensive numbers, but if he could fill that hole at first base, like he, he yeah, he five outs above average last year at first base, you know, only only 760 innings there, but um, that's a pretty solid sample size for him. I think he would be a, a good, intriguing option. Gary points out he's probably going to talk, cost a ton to trade for, considering that's- the the control. Um, any team that trades for him would have, um, but if it's like a yeah, like a, a, a nailer and Bieber trade or a nailer and Class A trade. Like, that's that's definitely an intriguing option to fill first base, especially if you don't get Cody Bellinger and you need to obviously pivot from that. Um, and you don't, like, if the Cubs don't want to just rely on their internal options, like Matt Mervis or whoever, like, that would be an interesting piece to at least be gauging the Guardians on what they would want for Josh Naylor. You're right. I mean, like you said, it, it all comes down to what you'd have to give back. And we, we have no privy to knowing exactly what the Guardians would want back for any of those players, whether it's Jose Ramirez, Bieber. We don't know the Bieber yet. And we don't know Naylor. Do I like all three of those players fitting in with the Cubs? Any of those three players? Yeah, of course I do. I could see how they could all fit in with, with the Cubs. But I also know I don't want to give away the entire farm system to do it unless unless one or, one or two of those players gives you a long-term superstar solution at a position, right? Or a long enough solution for where a prospect at that level you can easily see coming up and and filling that void. Ramirez, to me, would be, if he somehow were on the market, that's a no-brainer because that you could pencil him in for several years and be like, I don't care what prospect's coming yeah. up at that position. Go ahead and do it. So... To me, it's it again. It's about the, what the return would be. Do I like Naylor? Sure, I like Naylor. Yeah. Okay. So um, Josh Naylor is he's an ARB three this year and then ARB four in twenty twenty five. I guess the estimated this is on Spotrack. His estimated salary for this year for arbitration would be seven million. So it's not cost wise, not uh-huh. not not a ton of money on the on the books. But like you said, like he's he's a guy with a couple years of control left. He has been, he's young, he's improved every season. He'd probably cost a little bit to, uh, you know, a, a little bit in prospect capital to actually acquire. So uh, I'm looking at you know, jo- or, um, Jose Ramirez. I don't know what his contract is specifically, but let me pull Well, that they just here. gave him an extension not outrageously yeah, so long ago. He is, well, so he's 31 right now. He is, he's under contract through 2028 at just over $20 million a year as far as like, 
AAV luxury tax. He's pretty good player. I mean, he's he's over thirty, but I mean, I like. I him. mean, he's, he he would solve third base for yeah, several he's, yeah, years. He's, he's a good hitter, obviously, um, and he solves a position of need. It's it's just they're both intriguing options, right? Because they both were the Guardians had a disappointing season this last year, but even the year prior, last couple of years, they were a big part of that offense and and we you know we saw cleveland in the playoffs last season right like how um you know they kind of were just always right in it because you had two big bats and jose ramirez and josh naylor playing really well so both i mean i would find it pretty hard to believe the cubs would get both those guys but either of those two and then again bieber or class a or, or some of these other guys that the guardians may be shopping i think that there are solid pieces there that the cubs could look to acquire to fill their own holes but it will cost a little bit in prospect capital because some of these guys have control years left or some of these guys are, are still at the top of their game or they're young or whatever. Like, I don't think a guy like Josh Naylor and, and probably not Jose Ramirez either is going to come cheap from the Guardians. Hey, one of the keys to building long-term success in your franchise is knowing somehow which prospects to trade away and which ones to hold on to mm-hmm. because they don't all hit. And you hope that you don't trade away the ones that do unless you're getting something back of equal value. Um, and that's that's one of the trickiest parts about being a GM. So, Jed Hoyer, it's your move. Uh, by the way, if we have breaking news today, you know, we'll just go home and we'll do another breaking news podcast oh, yeah. if we have to. Uh, and you can always find out what's going on by going to allchgo.com and reading Ryan's articles. And you can do that, especially if you're a diehard. I think you, you see that, everything. Thank you for that plug. Um, you know, I, we got to tell you to become a CHGO diehard, and, and you know, so whether you're in our Discord, like I know, you know, Gary, Gary, our friend Shane is in there a lot. Um, whether you're in the Discord, you know, that's where if I do a mailbag and you want your questions asked, mm-hmm. I ask in the Discord for mailbag questions. We, you know, I post to the site available for only diehard members. So. If you want your, if you have questions, you want an answer by me or whoever, or if if you want to to do it with the Bears guys or the Bulls guys yeah. or Black whoever it is, you gotta you gotta become a diehard to do it. Um, so yeah, we got premium written content for members at allchgo.com. Twenty percent off events actually. So whether that's hey. you know the tailgates this past season, whatever it is, you get twenty percent off events. Dope merch for all teams. Did you see the um what would have been the, hey, the, yeah the, the Shohei shirt the, the shirt that would Showtime. have been. That would have been uh, released had the Cubs made a big move like that. Um, still great, but we have, still have a lot of other dope merch on our website to go yeah. look at. Um, and you actually get a free shirt when you become a member, so go do that. And then I already mentioned the members-only Discord, what we call the CHGO Lounge. A lot of good discourse in the Cubs channel and, and the Bears channel. Both, I mean, they got sports betting channel in there. Uh, if you're like a marathon runner or just fitness, they have right. a, a fitness channel. So our discord, we got a lot of people in there and they're always talking in there, always chatting. I like to go kind of scroll through and just kind of gauge what our discord members are, um, you know, thinking or, or what the kind of general mindset is in that discord. So um, that's always fun, but you get all of that when you become a CHGO diehard. So go ahead and do that today. We're still looking for, uh, see if we can get done the uh, velour robe for the, Members yeah, in the Discord, you know, we'd all like to sit around in the Discord in our velour robes with a pipe that doesn't have anything in it and just kind of take the pipe out when we have some comment. Yeah, you've, you've been kind of banging the drum for that. Well, I'm, I'm waiting until we get the velour robe. <laughs> hey, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is making room on their lot for incoming 2024 vehicles. 
And you know what that means. You'll be able to shop incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock during their limited time wrap up the year saving sale event for a limited time. Get up to 15% off on a new 2024 Jeep Grand Cherokee with dealer's discount. At Ray's CDJR, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to Ray's price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long and save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. And that's not all, just for listening. You can get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at RayCDGR slash service. Hurry in. You must book before December 31st, 2023. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out our team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDGR.com. Serving the community since... 1963 the most mir- the biggest miracle of my life happened today the kennedy was open every Ooh. lane was open and i thought if i just had a new vehicle Christmas from ray cdgr oh, yeah. man would i be styling on the highway today <laughs> absolutely instead, no, that, my, instead my banged up scratched vehicle was going down the highway but i was still happy because there was no traffic that was yeah. The, what a when, gift when they when they did that. It was for a couple months. Yeah, until spring. Until it snows. Um, to uh, real quick, mm-hmm. add on to the Jose Ramirez. Someone pointed out in the chat. I didn't see who it was. He does have a full no trade clause well, from the Guardian. You don't think he wants out of Cleveland? Well, that's that's the problem. Is, is I don't know anybody that went to Cleveland on vacation. <laughs> if he does or doesn't, like that's obviously an obstacle that would have to be solved before the Cubs could even acquire him. Um, so that could maybe be another thing, another, uh, another thing blocking their path from potentially training for someone like Jose Ramirez. Again, he's obviously a really good player. He's been a really good player for a number of years with Cleveland, but no trade clause means it's up to him if you want to move. Very nice. Uh, thanks to everybody that was in the uh, live YouTube chat. Please hit the thumbs up button on the way out. We appreciate that. Uh, make sure you're back here at one twenty tomorrow. We believe Cody Del Mendo will be in here with his hot takes. And his new Jordans that he's been showing off oh, yeah. on the Twitters and the Instagram and all those things. And hopefully the Cubs will have a brand new shiny baseball player for us to talk about by then. If not, we'll throw around some uh, more ideas tomorrow at 120. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. We're back here live, 120, Monday through Thursday. Friday it's taped, but it's also at 120. Until then, fly the W. Silly like the mayor.